Hello, I'm Matt Dolly, and this is your San Francisco 49ers versus the Denver Broncos Sunday Night Football Game Day Preview. Right now, we've got the Broncos as two, one and a half point underdogs as the 49ers are heading to a mile high to see what Russ is cooking this week. Now, both teams, they're coming into this one one and one after week two victories. San Francisco, they knocked off Seattle 27 to 7. While the Denver Broncos, they took care of business there with the Houston Texans winning 16 to 9. Talk about the quarterback positions first. Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, this was tough to watch Trey Lance go down last week, and we wish him all the best. Sometimes the best move, as San Francisco learned here this offseason, is the move that you don't make. The 49ers must be happy right now that they kept Jimmy Garoppolo around. Now, Garoppolo came in after that injury to Trey Lance and proceeded to complete 13 of 21 passes for 154 yards and a touchdown against Seattle. That's just two fewer completions than what Justin Fields has all season. Last season, Garoppolo, he was serviceable under center, throwing for 3,810 yards there, 20 touchdowns, while completing 68.3% of his passes, averaging 8.6 yards per attempt. Now, Garoppolo, he's not the kind of guy to air it out, and he knows that he doesn't have to. All he has to do is get the ball into more than capable hands of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and those guys, hey, they can make a short pass, go for big-time yardage here, and they can make you look good. Now, for Russell Wilson, it seems that he's been cooking that chicken NyQuil kind of dish that we see on Twitter right now. I mean, is that even cooking at this point? After throwing for 340 yards on 29 of 42 passing there in week number one, yes, it was a lot of garbage kind of type points. But, hey, garbage points are still points when it comes to fantasy football. Wilson then followed that up with a 219 passing yard performance against the Houston Texans in which he completed just 45% of his passes. Yes, against the Houston Texans. Now, perhaps Russell Wilson is to be blamed for that 66.4 rating there last week. Or perhaps it's Nathaniel Hackett that should shoulder much of this blame. Either way, boo both of these men. Now, Wilson, he will need to know where Nick Bosa is at all times. Bosa is one of those elite pass rushers in the game today with a unique ability to flip the game single-handedly. Bosa has three sacks this season. And he was able to get to Geno Smith twice last week. That's bad news for a quarterback who often finds himself in compromising positions behind the line of scrimmage. Again, last week, the Texans, they hit Wilson seven times and sacked him on three occasions. If you're looking for something positive that you can pull, maybe something that you can ride on this week. Well, Wilson, he has the fourth best deep passing yardage and his first in uh, deep passing attempts here. While San Francisco, they have allowed a 57.1% completion percentage there and a 129.4 passer rating on those deep passes turning your attention to the running backs Javante Williams Denver continues to split carries out of the backfield about as evenly as you possibly can as both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon each have 22 carries so far this season and each hey they fumbled on the goal line once sorry I just I couldn't help myself I should probably just shut up right now. But, hey, Williams has been the more efficient back so far, averaging 5.4 yards per carry, while also reeling in 12 of 16 targets through two weeks for 75 yards. After two weeks, Williams sits 11th in yards after contact per attempt and 7th, according to PFF, in their elusive rating, and ninth in yards per route run. So clearly Williams is the back that's getting the job done. 
Williams against the Texans last week, he ran the ball 15 times for 75 yards, while Gordon, he would carry the ball 10 times for just 47. The biggest thing to keep an eye on in this backfield is which back is getting that red zone work. In week two, it appeared as though that there has been a significant increase in Javante Williams' workload in that regard. Now, for Melvin Gordon, Gordon's 22 carries, he has turned that into about 105 yards on the ground, averaging 4.8 yards per carry thus far. However, Gordon, he's only been targeted three times for 20 yards, and last week, he did get 11 touches, but he only saw 32% of the snaps. If you're keeping track this season, week one, Javante Williams, he had 38 snaps to Melvin Gordon's 27. Meanwhile, week number two, the snaps were 47 to 23 in favor of Williams. Now, this San Francisco 49ers defense, they held the Seattle backs there last week to 2.6 yards per carry. That's Rashad Petty, one of the most efficient backs towards the back end of last season. And Kenneth Walker, one of the highest regarded rookies who made his rookie debut here last week, very much limited by his 49ers front. Now, speaking of the 49ers, let's talk about their running back situation there. Hey, this is literally his last man standing here. Last week against Seattle, San Francisco had 189 rushing yards. 53 of that came from Debo Samuel, while Wilson, he produced 84 more while averaging 4.7 yards per attempt. Expect volume to be the word here for Wilson here this week against a defense that has allowed the 11th highest explosive run rate this season. Yes, that's a thing. And I'm not talking about what happens after Taco Bell. Now, looking at the Broncos and what they've surrendered on the ground, you have to believe that Wilson is in for a similar day this week as last week there. Denver allowed 77 yards to Damian Pierce last week on 16 touches. Now, who's the back after the back here? Well, is it Jordan Mason? Is it Marlon Mack? Look, someone has to spell Wilson. With Elijah Mitchell there and Tyron Davis-Price out for the foreseeable future, that means rookie Jordan Mason is probably that next man up. But hey, we know the 49ers love him. He, they kept him on their roster there. They let him play some special teams. And if you look what he did in the preseason, Mason ranked 14th in yards after contact per attempt. Now, while the other guy to talk about here, Marlon Mack, he was recently called up from the practice squad and elevated to the main roster for this contest. Wide receivers, starting with San Francisco, Debo Samuel. Samuel, he is just built different. After two weeks, Samuel already has 105 rushing yards. That's the 23rd most in the National Football League, yet he only has 58 receiving yards. Then again, week one was one of those rare Chicago hurricanes with Trey Lance only completed 13 passes for 164 yards. Samuel had 97 yards total last week, 53 on the ground, 44 receiving, but he failed to score a touchdown. If you look at his last 21 contests, the 21 games that Samuel has played, he has failed to record 100 yards or score a touchdown in just three of those games. If Patrick Sertain, who's got that shoulder injury, is available for this contest, fans are in for a real treat here. One of the great receiver versus cornerback matchups in this one. Denver, as a team, is only allowing 28.866 fantasy points per game to opposing wideouts, which is the ninth fewest. Then again, Debo Samuel, he's not exactly your typical most wideout. Now, Brandon Ayuk, maybe things are changing, or perhaps they're just the same thing repeating itself over and over again. Ayuk looked to be Garoppolo's main target. They're hauling in five of eight targets for 63 yards. And then again, the 49ers, they were without George Kittle last week. Ayuk seems to do his best when either Samuel or Kittle is unavailable. And historically, he has taken a back seat when both are in the lineup. New season, new Ayuk. Uh, well, well, early on, the pass catcher has seen a healthy 21.3% target share and accounted for 28.3% of the 49ers' air yards. Keep an eye on Sertain and his game status ahead of this one. If Sertain plays, then 
Ayuk likely will draw Ronald Darby in coverage, who was targeted half a dozen times last week and only allowed two catches. If Sertain is out, then Darby is probably going to be on Debo Samuel. For Denver, Cortland Sutton. Judy missed time again last week, and Cortland Sutton was up to the occasion, recording 122 yards of Russell Wilson's 219 passing yards on just seven receptions. We saw this time in and time out there last season. When Judy was out of the lineup, uh, Cortland Sutton, he was on, and he was in for a big week. Well, if Judy's out again this week, that means a big week's coming for Cortland Sutton. Earlier on, we talked about how Wilson loves to throw them deep targets and how the 49ers have struggled at defending that deep shot. While Sutton ranks second in deep targets while producing over 40% of this Broncos team's air yard so far in this young season. I talked about Sertain versus Samuel. Well, for the 49ers, it will be uh, Cherverius Ward there in all likelihood drawing Sutton in as an assignment here. Ward saw plenty of Metcalf last week in the 49ers. They held Geno Smith to 197 passing yards with Lockett producing 107 of those compared to Metcalf's 35. Now we have to talk about Jerry Judy because there's a possibility that he could play. But if Judy's participation in this contest looks anything like his practice report this week, he's going to be unavailable. Perhaps things change as we get closer to Sunday, but if they don't, look for Sunday to be fun day for Cortland Sutton with a little bit of sprinkle of Tyree Cleveland in there. Hey, every cake needs a little salt. Every good baker slash cook, they know that. Now for tight ends, George Kittle, will this be the week that George Kittle returns? It seems like we see him pulling up everywhere except in our fantasy football lineups on Sundays. After dealing with nagging injury after nagging injury last season, he's dealing with them yet again, and his status for Sunday is yet to be determined. Since 2018, few have been as a consistent of a productive in fantasy as Kittle has been. Kittle ranks first in yards per target there at 9.9, second in yards per game at 76.4, fantasy points per game at 15.7, and third in targets with 400 amongst tight ends while consistently producing at least 2.2 yards per route run. Now, we do have to talk about a tight end for the Denver Broncos, but really, I'm just avoiding Albert O wherever possible. And pretty much, Russell Wilson feels the same thing because he's been basically avoiding him through two weeks. Five catches, eight targets, 33 yards. This isn't exactly what people had in mind when they talked about Albert O as a possible breakout tight end here in 2022. All that adds up to 11.6% target share there, 0.59 yards per route run on a 76% route participation. That right there is how you give fantasy managers food poisoning. That all being said, hey, if you want that cure for whatever is ailing you right now, you have to head to fantasypoints.com. Use promo code 22VIPERS10. Get 10% off today. And I promise you, whatever is hurting you right now will be feel much better with Fantasy Points. And we'll see you next week.